0: Santa's dropping off way more than you expected this year. Thanks to Xfinity, the whole family can enjoy great coverage and fast, reliable internet speed up to gig, all at a great value. Go
1: online, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Actual speeds vary, not guaranteed.
0: Robert Mueller charged a dozen Russian intel officers with hacking the DNC and John Podesta. We'll take a look at the indictment. Rod Rosenstein is engaged in another political hit job, recruiting DOJ prosecutors to find dirt on the Supreme Court nominee. And President Trump played the much-needed role of disruptor on NATO and Brexit. Up next week, Vladimir Putin. With these stories and more from a nationalist perspective, I'm Jim Dawes, and this is America First Radio's Daily Brief. And thank you for joining America First Radio. This conversation never ends. You can follow us on Twitter at AmFirstRadio and friend us on Facebook at America First Radio with Jim Dawes. Then you can share it with your friends, weigh in on the conversation, and get early notifications as soon as these shows are posted. America First Radio is proudly carried on the Talk America Radio Network, the new dominant force in conservative talk radio. And you can listen to their live feed 24 7 at talkamericaradio.us. And starting this week, we're also carried on the new talk station Mojo 5.0 on the Dash Radio Network. And if you miss a broadcast, you can always listen on demand on your favorite podcast directory or at our website at americafirstradio.com. Well, this was a hell of a week. (laughs) This this Friday show is always a week in review, and uh, there is uh, way, way more news than you can possibly squeeze into an hour. But we're going to try because that's what we do here. To try to bring you up to date with, uh, with everything that's happening in the uh, make America great again universe. And, uh, and I had pretty much finished show prep today when, uh, when Rod Rosenstein announced that, uh, Bob Mueller, uh, was, uh, indicting about a dozen Russian Intel officers for hacking into the DNC and, uh, and John Podesta's emails, as well as the democratic congressional, campaign committee so it was a 27 page indictment uh i read it all it um it sounds credible indictments always do because uh you um you have the uh um you when you when you write an indictment you don't have to worry about anybody pushing back on any of the allegations Uh, that happens in court that's why it's often said that a prosecutor uh can indict a ham sandwich before a grand jury is because it is a one sided um forum uh and there are no counterpoints made. But this indictment that uh, Mueller uh presented is um is much more specific, I have to admit, than the Troll Farm indictment. They are the same uh in, in one respect. Bob Mueller never intends or expects to ever have to prove these charges in a court of law because he knows that these 12 indicted Russian intel officers are not going to uh, surrender. They're not going to be um, apprehended. Uh, He will never have to prove these charges. But as I said, reading the indictment and comparing it to the troll farm indictments, these, these charges are much more specific. They name actual Russian state actors um, versus just assuming, uh, like they did with the troll farm, that uh, Vladimir Putin and the government was somehow behind uh, the efforts of the troll farm. And these are very specific, specific charges that it makes. It names dates, it names uh, actions, and it names, um, you know, specifics. Much more credible charges than were contained in the troll farm indictment. There is much more to evaluate, also, in these uh, these charges, uh, to evaluate for for truthfulness. And uh, as we go to air now, the these indictments are relatively new. It's going to take a while for uh, technical experts, because these are very, um, in, uh, Intel, um, IT information technology specific, uh, accusations made in these indictments. And I'm going to say right now, you know, I've been very, very skeptical, actually, uh, disbelieving of everything that I've seen that's come out of Mueller's office to date, uh, because one, uh, none of them except for the troll farm indictment related to anything to do with Russian interference in the election. Um, and two, the the troll farm indictments were uh, pretty much a joke. I think that has been proven because uh, that one company came into court and uh, and demanded a um, speedy trial, at which point Mueller's office backed off and uh, and uh, put up a bunch of squid ink to try to, uh, disguise the fact that these, uh, these farm, uh, these, uh, troll farm indictments were uh, bogus, but, um, you know, I'm going to give, uh, these, these charges contained in this latest indictment, uh, the benefit of the doubt, uh, because, um, you know, if this in fact happened, then uh, we need to do something about it. Not that, The United States has clean hands. This whole notion that we've got some sort of moral high ground when it comes to uh, interfering in elections is a joke. The United States has been uh, interfering in uh, other nations' elections for over 75 years, including Russia. Most recently, the CIA and the uh, State Department actually engaged in a coup that toppled the duly elected government of the Ukraine— uh, which resulted in uh, in Russia uh, re-annexing the Crimea to protect their access to a deep water naval port. But uh, if these are, if these are true, then uh, I will um, be the first to admit that uh, I was wrong and that the Russians did interfere in the two thousand sixteen election. Uh, and if they're not, uh, I will I will also tell you that this is a, another uh, bit of. Uh, the con job that's being run by the deep state to try to justify their interference, which I believe was partisan, uh, politically motivated inter- interference in the 2016 election. So on the, uh, on the downside to these uh, indictments, I note that while Mueller is charging uh, these Russian intel officer- officers with hacking the DNC, he is to this day never uh, seized the DNC servers and done a forensic examination, so I'm not sure how he's uh, what what um, you know evidence he's basing this on, other than taking the word of this uh, IT company CrowdStrike, uh, which uh, which are the ones uh, that the DNC hired to conduct the examination and claim. That this was a hack as opposed to a uh, internal leak, and when you're you hear the uh, com- of the company CrowdStrike, you always have to remember that this is the same vendor uh, that assisted Hillary Clinton with bleach bidding and destroying the evidence that it was under uh, subpoena by the uh, con- uh, by Congress. So, um, never looked at the DNC server. Tells me they don't want to know what is actually on those servers. If they believed that there was evidence of Russian hacking, they would, uh, they would subpoena those servers and, and conduct their own forensic independent examination. It also continues to um, strike me as curious that Bob Mueller's office has taken no interest whatsoever into the murder of Seth Rich. Now, there's credible allegations out there by former intelligence officers that uh, the the so-called leak, or, I mean, the so-called hack of the DNC servers is not technically possible, that it was conducted and in, in, uh, uh, the, the transfer of data was too fast to have taken place over the internet and that it would have had to have been a localized transfer of the data, uh, to a thumb drive or other storage device. That brings you to the very interesting coincidence that Seth Rich was murdered when these, uh, when these leaks, uh, started appearing on WikiLeaks, uh, and, and, uh, stopped shortly thereafter. I also have to say that the timing of these indictments are are very suspect, Uh, coming as they do, hard on the heels of this uh, Peter Stork testimony before the the House uh, uh, Joint Committee's Oversight and Justice yesterday. They arrived just in time to push that story off of the uh, front pages before the upcoming Sunday news shows. And they also, these, uh, these charges come up uh, just in time to uh, sabotage, if that is, if they are in fact ginned up uh, indictments, to sabotage the upcoming meeting uh, summit between President Trump and Vladimir Putin. And already the Democrats are screaming their uh, heads off saying that this summit should be canceled. So the two nuclear-armed superpowers that control ninety percent of all the um, nuclear weapons in the world should not no longer talk. Never mind that uh, summits have taken place between the <clears throat> the leaders of uh, the United States and the Soviet Union, and the United States and Russia. Uh, you know, for uh, ever since the Cold War began, under much more tense. And, um, and fraught times than these, but the Democrats are doing everything they can to, uh, politicize this issue. Um, and, um, and they're going to be successful at it because, uh, these, uh, these indictments will give them more ammunition going into the uh, upcoming, uh, midterm elections. We're going to talk more about these indictments when we come back after these messages. We're also going to touch on the testimony yesterday and the the takeaways from that right after these messages on America First Radio.
2: citizen committed a crime. There's no allegation that the conspiracy changed the vote count or affected any election result. The Special Counsel's investigation is ongoing and there will be no comments by the Special Counsel at this time. Assistant Attorney General John Demers is here with me today because we intend to transition responsibility for this indictment to the Justice Department's National Security Division while we await the apprehension of the defendants
0: yeah you're going to be awaiting the apprehension of those defendants a long time unless you intend on invading uh russia um but um you know the the takeaway from that uh, portion of rod rosenstein's news conference is that uh, these charges don't have anything to do with collusion or conspiracy um and that uh, there was no allegation here that any votes were changed. Now there was one one count in the indictment <clears throat> that says that um, that these uh, these members of the Russian intelligence service, the GRU, were able to uh, hack into a state, an unnamed state um, secretary of state's office, and get five hundred thousand um, voter information. Now that that was. Uh, is being characterized in the news media as being a very ominous and uh, scary prospect that uh, that these people were able to get uh, these uh, this voter registration information that included names, parcel, social security numbers, and dates of birth of voters. That is uh, going, uh, or or that is taking advantages of people's. Uh, lack of knowledge on voter registration rolls. The truth of the matter is, you can walk up to the counter at any Secretary of State's office in this country, plunk down your money, and walk away with all of that same exact voter registration information. And many of uh, the Secretary of State's offices will sell you that voter registration information online online. So whether or not uh, this, this indictment amounts to anything other than just trying to spook the American public, uh, it is too early to tell. But, you know, when I'm evaluating this, I always have to go back uh, to this claim uh, that the deep state makes that um, the Russians interfered with the election with the expressed intent of helping Donald Trump and hurting Hillary Clinton. And that uh, that just doesn't make any sense to me. And, you know, one of the things uh, you have to assume in most uh, circumstances is that people will act in their own self-interests. And it was patently not in Russia's self-interest to have Donald Trump elected over Hillary Clinton. Hillary Clinton was a known quantity with Russia— and Russia had played Hillary Clinton and uh, when she was Secretary of State, and John Kerry when he was Secretary of State, and Barack Obama like fiddles for eight years. Got everything they want, uh, really received no uh, strong pushback. But more than that, and I've said it many times on this show, Russia's primary and really only um, by and large source. Of foreign currency, their their ninety uh, percent of their exports are in the area of petroleum and natural gas. Hillary Clinton was a uh, was a devout acolyte to the the climate change religion uh, mythology, and had promised her constituencies that she was going to block the Keystone Pipeline and the XL Pipeline that she was going to put the coal uh, industry out of business and that she was going to do everything she could to keep America's energy resources locked up. And just exactly contrary to that, you had Donald Trump that was promising to unleash America's energy sector and uh, and has, in the period of less than two years, actually achieved the long-promised goal Of making the united states energy independent not only is the united states now energy independent but it's an it's also an exporter of energy resources which is severely damaged um the the russians ability uh to export their their uh, number one export again i have to go back and say while i'm a skeptic I am going to keep an open mind and evaluate these uh, this new indictment uh, and and see if there is anything to them. They're very specific, and I'm gonna have uh, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna wait to pass judgment until uh, more can be learned. But if these charges are true, ladies and gentlemen, this is nothing new. Uh, the U.S. And Russia have been interfering in each other's elections going back to the Cold War. They've done that through propaganda and uh, cutouts and uh, and trying to spread misinformation. And this is not the first time uh, that one of these two parties has used um, information technology in order to interfere in each other's uh, internal politics. As I said In the last section, the United States engineered, the State Department and CIA engineered a coup in the Ukraine that toppled a duly elected uh, government that was friendly toward Russia. Not that they didn't also want to be part of uh, Europe, but they were judged by uh, Hillary Clinton as being too solicitous toward the Russians, and, uh, and they toppled that government. And the United and that's not nothing new the United States has been interfering in elections and other nations um, internal politics for over 75 years you don't have to be uh, uh think that far back to remember how uh, Bill Clinton interfered in um, in the former Soviet state of Serbia and in fact broke that country apart and established a new Muslim stronghold right there in the heart of Europe in Kosovo so we can't really claim the moral high ground in this matter what we have to do is be effective at defending our elections we can't we can't uh shake our finger at these people and and tell them that uh you know that's a no no because it would be hypocritical what we have to do is be effective at defending our cyber infrastructure including especially our elect, uh, electoral infrastructure. And in that regard, the Democrats, whether or not it was in fact um, a, uh, a hack or a leak, were an abysmal failure, as they are at most things. I have to observe. They failed uh, completely in protecting their servers. John Podesta fell for a phishing uh, scam that was, um, the, just basic internet hygiene. You don't click on a, uh, a, a phishing link and then go enter your email or your, uh, passwords. Just pure stupidity. Rod Rosenstein closed his, um, his press conference today by saying something that I can, uh, I can agree with wholeheartedly.
2: I briefed President Trump about these allegations earlier this week. The president is fully aware of the department's actions today. In my remarks, I have not identified the victims. When we confront foreign interference in American elections, it's important for us to avoid thinking politically as Republicans or Democrats, and instead to think patriotically as Americans. Our response must not depend on which side was victimized. The internet allows foreign adversaries to attack America in new and unexpected ways. Free and fair elections are always hard fought and contentious. There will always be adversaries who seek to exacerbate our divisions and try to confuse, divide, and conquer us. So long as we are united in our commitment to the values enshrined in the Constitution, they will not succeed. The partisan warfare fueled by modern technology does not fairly reflect the grace, dignity, and unity of the American people. The blame for election interference belongs to the criminals who committed election interference. We need to work together to hold the perpetrators accountable. And we need to keep moving forward to preserve our values, protect against future interference, and defend America.
0: Well, what we do need to do more than anything is to, um, to be more vigilant and effective at defending our information technology infrastructure. And you'll recall, I have to say here, that Susan Rice uh, issued an order to our cybersecurity uh, command to stand down when it came to these, uh, these uh, alleged intrusions into, uh, into our elections um, infrastructure by the Russians nobody has yet explained to me and and the uh, the man in charge of the cyber uh security uh testified to that himself nobody's been able to explain to me why in the world that would have happened i've got some um theories but i'm not going to state them here we got to run out to a break when we come back we're going to uh do a quick recap of peter Strzok's testimony before the House Intel and Oversight Committees yesterday, right after these messages on America First Radio. So the takeaways from Peter Strzok's testimony yesterday, that was one of the wildest, uh, most unhinged, chaotic um, congressional hearings you have ever seen. Uh, it was really much more reminiscent of what you would see from a third world type um, uh, parliament or, um, or governing body. Uh, sometimes, you know, that uh, devolve into throwing chairs and, and in physical fights. Because the Democrats came in there determined to run interference for this uh, disgraced FBI agent. He really doesn't deserve the title of, of FBI agent. Really what he, what he is is a partisan political hack employed, you know, uh, at the executive level of the FBI that uh, that that uh, betrayed his oath and actually uh, put his uh, uh, position into trying to subvert a political campaign, but the Democrats came in there determined uh, to uh, obstruct and create chaos, and it took uh, the chairman of the oversight committee, uh, Bob Goodlad over 90 minutes to even. Uh, get uh, get the questioning to begin because of all the procedural and obstructionist uh, uh, procedural maneuvers um, by the Democrats. At one point during the uh, the the questioning, uh, Louis Gohmert uh, brought up uh, Strzok's, uh credibility by pointing out that all of these text messages that were discovered were actually him conducting an extramarital affair. And, you know, as a good prosecutor will do saying, if you lie about one thing, how can we trust you about this? Uh, A lot of uh, people, including Laura Ingerman, some other conservatives uh, said that that was hitting below the belt it's not really this is the kind of thing that goes on in courtrooms in this country all the time. When you catch somebody uh, blatantly lying about some uh, one thing that is uh, you know brings their credibility in question you can uh, you can make inferences about their uh, trustworthiness on other things. I thought it was uh, particularly useful that uh, John Ratcliffe, Required Stroke to read out uh, some of his emails, and that's going to be very uh, helpful uh, during the upcoming uh, midterm elections when they're making um, ads uh, pushing back on the Democrats' claims uh, that, uh, you know, that uh, the investigation into the Trump campaign was legitimate. Stroke, for his part. Tried to claim that you know he was uh, he was uh, engaged in all of this uh, bias out of sheer patriotism.
3: Chairman Goodlatte and Gowdy, Ranking Members Nadler and Cummings, thank you for the opportunity to testify before your committees again. This time in an open hearing, I testify today with significant regret. Recognizing that my texts have created confusion and caused pain for people I love. Certain private messages of mine have provided ammunition for misguided attacks against the FBI.
0: It's confusion and misguided.
3: An institution that I love deeply and have served proudly for over 20 years.
0: Well, for, if you loved it deeply, then you have, uh, have betrayed another uh, institution, the institution of the FBI, uh, by, by really embarrassing it. It was not necessary, even if you had this this level of bias and animosity and and were engaged in uh, this misconduct, for it to ever been found, the stupidity of of this political hack that was in charge of our so-called counterintelligence division. Putting all of this on record on FBI devices boggles the mind. This is, I, uh, again, I say, this is the guy that's in charge of counterintelligence, and he doesn't have the good sense not to make these these self-incriminating statements on official devices.
3: I'm eager to answer your questions.
0: I'm eager to answer your questions. Right after he made that statement, how eager he is to answer the questions, he began refusing to answer questions.
3: Let me first address those much-discussed texts. Like many people, I had and expressed personal political opinions during an extraordinary presidential election. Many contained expressions of concern for the security.
0: They weren't expressions of concern. They were uh, expressions of hatred and animus uh, that if you felt so strongly, you should have recused yourself from the investigation of the subject that you hated so vehemently. He opened his statement by uh, promising that he was anxious to answer the Republicans' questions.
3: Congressman, I understand your question. I appreciate it, and I would very much like to answer. But as I've stated, as you know, that counsel of the FBI, based on the special counsel's equities, have directed me not to answer any (coughs) questions about the ongoing investigation. Now, let's
0: be quite clear. The FBI attorneys have no authority over a congressional witness, a government employee, to tell them not to answer questions. There is no attorney-client privilege between a government lawyer and a government employee that would prevent them or shield them from having to answer questions from Congress.
3: You are under subpoena and are required to answer the question. I will not, based on direction of the FBI, to me, Based on that, I will not answer that question because it goes to matters which are related to the ongoing investigations being undertaken by the special Struck, Mr. Strzok, please be advised that you can either comply with the committee's directive to answer the question or refuse to do so, the latter of which will place you at risk of a contempt citation. Knowing this, will you answer the committee's question as directed or do you refuse to answer the committee's question? <laughs> My counsel has reiterated that counsel for the FBI has directed that I may not answer that question. Uh,
0: if you're getting an instruction from uh, the, an FBI counsel or from a congressional committee, and you are a employee of the FBI, you got to answer the question and deal with the fallout from the uh, from the agency. The truth of the matter is. Uh, they they had a recess shortly after this refusal on behalf of struck to answer uh the question and uh the fbi realizing that uh that uh, they were wrong in this respect instructed uh stroke to answer the question at which point he claimed he couldn't remember so this is part and parcel of the the obstruction that they've been been engaged in all this time, that going on a year and a half, uh, lying, leaking, uh, uh, obfuscating, slow walking, redacting, all of it's designed to drag out the inve- uh, investigation until people uh, become fatigued, or maybe the uh, uh, the Democrats can take control of Congress uh, during in the upcoming midterm elections. There was. uh, I I told you earlier about the Goldmark going after um, stroke and what a lot of people felt were was a too personal way. Uh, But Goldmark also pointed out uh, one of the very interesting uh, takeaways from the uh, uh, from the investigation yesterday that uh, nobody else uh, pointed out.
4: You said earlier in this hearing you were concerned about a hostile foreign power affecting our election. Do you recall the intelligence community inspector general Chuck McCulloch having an investigation into an anomaly found on Hillary Clinton's emails? I do not. Well, let me reflect, refresh your recollection. The intelligence community inspector general Chuck McCulloch sent his investigator Frank Rucker we've, we've along with an ICIG attorney Jeanette McMillan to brief you and Dean Chappelle and two other FBI personnel that I won't name at this time about an anomaly they had found on Hillary Clinton's emails that were going to and from the private unauthorized server that you were supposed to be investigating. Now, do you remember it?
3: I remember meeting Mr. Rucker on either one or two occasions. I do not remember the specific content or discussions. Well, I'll help you with that, that too, meeting. then.
4: Mr. Rucker reported to those of you, the four of you there, in the presence of the IC, IG, attorney, that they had found this anomaly on Hillary Clinton's emails going through a private server. And when they had done the forensic analysis, they found that her emails, every single one except for four, over 30,000 of them, were going to an address that was not on the distribution list. It was a compartmentalized bit of information that was sending it to an unauthorized source. Do you recall that? Sir,
3: I don't. Well, he went
4: on to explain it, and and you didn't say anything. You thanked him. You shook his hand. But the problem was that it was going to an unauthorized source that was a foreign entity unrelated to Russia, and from what you've said here, you did nothing more than nod and shake the man's hand when you didn't seem to be all that concerned
0: about... They were not concerned about it at all. That that would have gone uh, toward Hillary Clinton's guilt. Uh, Not only did she act uh, negligently in in, um, taking this classified information out of official channels but actually resulted in a massive uh, security breach. So despite the fact that this whole uh, hearing devolved into an uh, episode of Jerry Springer with the Democrats uh, determined to keep any information from coming out, we did learn that Peter Strzok um, uh, was allowed to screen his own personal devices for incriminating information, uh, and lo and behold, he found none, very similar to what we saw with Hillary Clinton. We know that during this uh, hearing that Peter Strzok lied repeatedly. Now, this is the same Peter Strzok that did the ambush interview of Michael Flynn, where they charged him for uh, for, uh, saying that... um, during his conversation with the Russian ambassador that they, um, uh, they didn't, re- uh, discuss, um, relieving sanctions. Now that was a, uh, a, a very nuanced difference of opinion that, that they charged Michael Flynn with lying. We learned yesterday that, um, Bruce Orr Introduced the the so-called dossier, the opposition research document from the DNC and the Hillary Clinton campaign, into the FBI. Got it from his wife, Nellie Orr, who was actually an employee of Fusion GPS. And that was pretty much uh, the sum total of what we learned because anything that was um, uh, potentially embarrassing or showed misconduct by the FBI, Strzok refused to answer or claim that he couldn't remember. And all you need, really need to know, I'm going to say it one more time, just just for emphasis, is that Peter Strzok is still employed in getting a paycheck from the FBI. The reason is, is so that the FBI attorneys can continue to manage him and continue to... Um, obstruct this investigation because they do not dare cut peter struck loose because he knows of a wider conspiracy and he knows all the names of everybody that was involved and could blow the lid right off of this got to run out to a break when we come back we're going to talk about the latest political hit job out of the deep state right after these messages on america first radio Well, in what I believe to be the the latest example of deep state hijinks, where uh, where the entrenched bureaucracy in Washington D.C. is trying to block this president and his America First agenda, none other than uh, Rod Rosenstein himself sent an email out to all of the um, uh, federal district prosecutors across the country, 93 of them, uh, requesting uh, that that they uh, offer up to three prosecutors per office to help screen uh, the president's Supreme Court nominee, Brett Kavanaugh. Now, this is totally outside of any sort of normal procedure, and what it does is opens up a a blatantly political process, and that is the uh, confirmation of a Supreme Court nominee to interference from, uh, from 270, three times 93 is over 270, um, prosecutors throughout the country. Many of those who volunteer for this will have political agendas themselves. They will be from one f- side of the political spectrum or the other. And this uh, this offers the opportunity for uh, these prosecutors to engage in mischief and uh, misconduct, as I said, it is totally uh, without precedent what Rod Rosenstein has done here. Normally, the Department of Justice uh, does help out in, in uh, vetting uh, the, the history of Supreme Court nominees, but it is done within the, uh, the Washington office. And what Rosenstein has done by opening this process up and allowing it to be self-selecting is to find people who disagree with this president and disagree with this nominee to step forward and pursue their own political agenda, to grind their own acts. And, um, and this is going to be uh, the, the confirmation of uh, Kavanaugh, one of the most uh, hotly contested um, Supreme Court appointments in our history, and the left is already out there claiming that this uh, this is an existential crisis for the country that um, this mild-mannered, run-of-the-mill, middle-of-the-road conservative jurist is somehow a crypto-fascist and a Nazi, and is going to um, to solidify. Uh, the dictatorial pro- uh, powers of this president for generations to come. Here's, here's just a taste of this, uh, of this brand of thought. Supreme Court. No fascist Supreme Court. Trump
4: and Pence have got to go. Trump and Pence have got to go. No fascist Supreme Court. No
3: fascist
4: Supreme Court. Trump and Pence have got
0: to go. And this is uh taking place outside of the Supreme Court. You know, they're they're throwing around these terms fascist and Nazi. Anybody that disagrees with the left is uh is by definition of fascist and a Nazi, and of course the New York Times wrote a lengthy um you know, op ed piece uh saying whether or not it's okay to assault a Nazi, and of course they decided that yes it is. And they get to decide if you're a Nazi. And now they've decided that the Supreme Court nominee, mild-mannered Brett Kavanaugh, is a fascist. They don't, they don't stop at calling uh, the Supreme Court nominee a fascist. They've determined that all of these, uh, these evangelical uh, support for Trump is based on fascism as well.
4: One of the most distinguishing and significant features of this particularly American version of fascism is the unholy alliance between Trump and fundamentalist Christian fascists.
0: Now, this is Bob Avkin. He is a, uh, a well-renowned uh, thought leader on the left for their, uh, for their atheist wing of, uh, of their party.
4: As I pointed out in another recent talk, Trump, I think it's fair to say, could not have won the election if the Christian fascists not only had opposed him, but if they'd been unenthusiastic about him. And even when the pussy-grabbing thing...
0: Well, I'm not going to force you to uh, listen to any more of that. It is, uh, it's just your typical left-wing rants uh, that, that, have, that you've become so used to. I want to talk uh, a little bit about well first i want to play you this clip before we run out of time uh this is trump uh at a joint news conference with Theresa May over in uh, uh the united kingdom where he was talking about um this this disastrous effect of mass immigration is having on european culture
3: more than 350,000 fires occur each year and often within the homes of seniors let's
0: try this Some again
1: I
3: think uh,
1: Europe is a place I know very well, and I think that uh, what has happened is very tough. It's a very tough situation. I mean, you see the same terror attacks that I do. We see them a lot. Uh, We just left some incredible young men, men and women at Sandhurst, and... They were showing us cells, and they were showing us things that, frankly, 20 years ago, nobody even thought about. Probably a lot more recently than that. Nobody even thought about I, I just think it's uh, changing the culture. I think it's a very negative thing for uh, Europe. I think it's very negative. I think having uh, in Germany, and I have a great relationship with Angela Merkel, great relationship with Germany, but I think that's uh, very much hurt Germany. I think it's very much hurt other parts of Europe. And I know it's politically not necessarily correct to say that, but I'll say it, and I'll say it loud. And I think they better watch themselves because you are changing culture, you are changing a lot of things, you're changing security, you're cha- look at what's happening, I mean you take a look, I mean, look at what's happening to different countries that never had difficulty, never had problems.
0: Well, the left is actually absolutely melting down over this statement. They pretend that none of this is going on. We we detailed yesterday that they're having to fortify the uh, the Eiffel Tower because France has become unstable uh, because of its high levels of uh, Islamic terror. And these uh, these great nations are the repository for the uh, so many treasures of Western civilization, and they are going to be become under siege and to pretend that none of this is going on just is to deny reality you know when you've got uh, um, British soldiers the president mentioned Sandhurst there was a British soldier that was beheaded right outside of the gates of Sandhurst by uh, by some of these uh, Islamic fundamentalists you've got hundreds of Pakistanis uh, preying on young underage, British girls, thousands of them, uh, forcing them into, uh, prostitution and, and, um, and gang rape been going on. You got hundreds of people that have been murdered. You got the bombing right there at the, uh, the concert in, um, in England. You've got the terror attack on the, uh, the nightclub. In Paris, where hundreds of people were gunned down. And uh, these globalist leaders would prefer that Trump keep his mouth shut and we just pretend none of this is going on and continue the same actions that cause this uh, and uh, and allow them to accelerate. Also, at that same news conference, old Peter uh, or Jim Acosta tried to get in a question, and here was Trump's response.
1: Uh, John Roberts. Go ahead, John. No, no. John Roberts. Go ahead. CNN's fake news. I don't well, take sir, questions, I don't take questions news, from CNN. Take question. CNN is fake news. I don't take questions from CNN. John Roberts of Fox. Let's go to a real, let's go to a real network.
0: Thank you, Mr. President. They did not like to hear that, um, you know, and, and they went all over about John Roberts not uh, not defending CNN from the charge of fake news. And, uh, and Jake Tapper went on and said, I, I'm old enough to remember when, uh, when CNN defended Fox News from allegations uh, or from uh, criticism from the Obama administration. Well, you know, I'm old enough to remember when CNN was an actual news organization instead of a politically motivated uh, constant stream of hit jobs uh, from, uh, from the left. They have become the left-wing version of, uh, of of checkout tabloid, grocery checkout line tabloids. In President Trump's uh, visit <clears throat> to Europe, uh, I mean to England, uh, we we finally saw this uh, this balloon, this tiny baby Trump balloon, uh, that was supposed to you know be such a huge slap in the face to the president. We had seen these um, these representations that this huge balloon was going to be floating over uh, Parliament and embarrassing the president uh, during his visit. Well, it turns out <laughs> this thing looked like it was homemade. It was it was not big at all. It it, it was an embarrassment. It was a small little balloon, um, and the protests that uh, gathered around its deployment was also a, uh, a tiny, tiny little uh, crowd. Oh, man, there's so much to get to. Um, the, uh, the Democrats uh, allowed one of their left-wing members to uh, introduce uh, legislation in the House to abolish ICE. Well, Paul Ryan's going to take them up on that and allow them to vote. On that now, this can cut both ways. Either it gets them a chance to get on record as voting against ICE, which will anger their left-wing base, or will put them on record before the upcoming midterm elections as voting to abolish ICE. So this is going to be a, a wonderful thing to watch, and I love that uh, that Paul Ryan is uh, giving it right back to him. This Democrat socialist that won the uh, primary election in Queens and the Bronx and defeated. Uh, the number four Democrat, Joe Crowley uh, is uh, is up in arms because it turns out that in the upcoming midterm elections, Joe Crowley's still going to be on the ballot because New York has uh, such um, uh, convoluted election rules to protect incumbents that he's still going to have a line on the ballot that will, uh, that will allow people to, to vote for him. And she may not, win the election because this primary turnout was so low she only received about three percent of the total registered voters in that congressional district and come the uh, general election Crowley may, may in fact beat her well there was so much to get to we'll have to take it up again on Monday I want to thank you for joining us this week and invite you back here again on Monday for another edition of America First Radio
4: Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voiceiq to discover more.